You are listening to the E2C Network, where the Auburn family speaks. Word Auburn fans, welcome to No Huddle, your source for Auburn football news and discussion, part of the E2C Network. I'm AJ Richardson, and I'm also here with Jared Davis. A Day's here. Jared, we actually got some football to be watching this upcoming Saturday. How excited are you to actually get to see Auburn take the field? And then, you know, we're not going to think about it, you know, after Saturday because that's just like the, the worst part of the year for football. But, you know, up until this Saturday, how excited are you? <laughs> yeah, I'm excited about it. I mean, uh, you know, A-Day's the, you know, you don't learn a lot from it. Usually the people that are that star in A-Day don't wind up doing anything. But um, it is good to see the team out there. It'll be good to see what we're running under Harston. You would love to see Calzada healthy because then, you know, that lets you get a good indication of, you know, what we have with him, but that's not going to happen. So, uh, but all in all, it'll be good. It'll be good to see Robbie Ashford because he's going to get some, some reps, maybe even uh, Holden, you know, yeah, uh, he'll get some reps too. So uh, yeah, it's, it's exciting, man. We got football. And like you said, once this is done, I mean, we're done basically <laughs> until, I don't know, August. That's yeah. When, that's when things kick back in again, maybe. Yeah, maybe maybe in some in July, you know, fall. Okay, they got something in July. Stuff. Okay, but I mean, besides that, I mean, it is just it's a tough you know few months because you know if you're like me and you want to watch some football, it's it's going to be hard um, to not have that for a few months. So hey, we're going to soak up this uh, last few you know few days of actually having some something actually to talk about for for football and hopefully not you know players you know getting kicked off the team or anything like that over the summer yeah for real let's, um, let's make it all positive yeah so it's so a kind of high level we've got we'll be talking about some transfers injuries you know the last you know week and a half or so since we've talked about spring practice and then kind of leading into a day and previewing a day um, which will be this saturday and i uh, really looking forward to that so let's start out with uh transfers so one of the bigger ones that kind of hit the transfer portal was somebody I personally and I just had a feeling, gut feeling it was going to happen sooner rather than later, and sure enough, it did with Demetrius Davis uh, or D Davis as people like to call him. Uh, you know, he was a guy that was recruited under Gus. He stayed committed uh, to Harson um, after, and, and even stuck out last year um, just to see where he's at. And I uh, really didn't. He didn't even get any play time last year, so. I mean, personally, I'm I'm sad to see him go, but I think he'll be able to do things at a different under a different offensive scheme than what Harson and the more pro style offense that he wants to run. Any thoughts on you know D Davis leaving us and uh, you know wherever he'll land? No, I mean you know you got to give it to him. I mean, like you said, he stu- he originally committed to a different coach. He stayed with his commitment. He stayed with this coach got to see what we were going to do in the offseason he you know in an era where everybody's you know bouncing around real quick he he gave Harson and Auburn a chance yeah um I think you're right I, I think I said on the last podcast that when Robbie Ashford came on board that that was it for D Davis in my opinion because Robbie's a bigger guy has a stronger arm I mean I, the crazy thing about Davis is I mean I, he broke Texas football high school records like I mean <laughs> yeah. he broke um uh, he, the quarterback for the uh, Arizona Cardinals, I can't think of his name, but he broke his records. Um, 
So, you know, there's, there's talent there, but a lot of his were kind of deep balls, kind of the Tebow effect. Like Tebow would throw a nice deep ball, but he, you know, there's a lot more to playing quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, yeah, but I, but I hope he lands somewhere and does well. I mean, I, you know, that guy stuck it out and he tried, you can't get mad at him. Like he, he gave it every chance. Yeah. Well, and the thing is like, we, we got to see very limited, you know, you know, option or opportunities to see him. And, you know, the coaches got to see every practice where he's grinding it out, where he's in the film room and like processing things. And, uh, you know, that that's the stuff we don't get to see. And, you know, even despite all that, I mean, D Davis was just like, you know, like I'm just not going to get any good play time in my sophomore year in college. I'm probably better off going somewhere else. And he may have also, you know, especially once you start seeing how the spring starts, you know, shuffling around, like who's who and who's getting the most reps, you know, that kind of stuff, you know. D Davis was it sounds like not getting as many reps he wasn't as consistent you know all the things that you know a good quarterback should have and he started moving on and uh you know it made official when when he actually jumped into the transfer portal Kyler uh, Murray by the way he he, he oh yeah broke Kyler Murray's high school football passing records yeah which again like people you know think about that and they're saying what could have been but I mean, I'd argue if we saw Gus, you know, under a Gus Malzahn type, you know, Nick Marshall led offense, you could probably have a D Davis running it and uh, do really well. But you know, that's the way it goes, and uh, we got to just keep moving on. And uh, thankfully, we have. It's crazy to think we, we we were what a year ago wondering who's behind Bo Nix, and now we have essentially four to five like pretty capable quarterbacks and D Davis was you just saw he wasn't towards the top of that list so he, he decided to move on um, the other one that I'll mention over the last week or so uh, that has uh, decided to jump into transfer portals Eric Reed Jr. he was a four-star in the I believe 2020 class um, he played secondary for us and uh, yeah he decided to move on um, as far as injuries go we've got uh, it was a pretty big list. Like as soon as I saw it, I was like, Oh my gosh, this is crazy. But thankfully a lot of these were not season ending. They were just kind of, Hey, you're out for a few weeks. Um, and that, that's really, you know, the kind of the, I don't know, the silver lining of it all. Um, even though you obviously want these players to get as many reps in, in the spring as possible, at least a lot of these were not, you know, Oh, this dude tore an ACL and he's out for, you know, you know, what, eight, nine, 10 months at minimum. So, um, you know, you got guys like Jarquez. That that was one of the first ones that I saw. I think I saw like an Insta story of his and he's, he was kind of, his leg was all wrapped up and I was like, oh, like he got an ACL injury and he's out. Thankfully it is not that because his recovery time was only eight to 10 weeks instead of eight to 10 months. <laughs> so I was uh, very, very happy to see that. They don't think they, Jared, did you hear anything on what that officially was? I don't think I heard anything. No, I didn't hear exactly what they said it was, but, um, and I didn't see the injury, but yeah, I mean, when he wasn't out there practicing, I got a little worried more of like, Oh, as he entered the portal, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then it came out that, yeah, some type of 
some type of injury that require. And I think, you know, we talked off air, usually when it's eight to 10 weeks, it's definitely a surgery type thing. Because if it was just an injury, and you may have just mentioned this too, but if it's just an injury, usually you're kind of, oh, we're taking it, you know, week by week. When you go ahead and say eight to 10, he, he had some kind of surgery. Um, but yeah, I, I, I don't know much about it. Um, I just know that, you know, now's the time to do that. If you're going to have that injury, go ahead and you got plenty of time to recover before the season. Yeah, you've got the full summer, and it sounds like, I mean, eight to 10 weeks, you're, you're going to be back by fall camp ready to go and that's that's really when you, you want to start you know performing at your best uh because that you know that season's right around that first game is right around the corner so um yeah i think that was one of the bigger ones we already know about zach calzada you know he's he had uh surgery on his non-throwing shoulder but i did see this that during the scrimmage game this last saturday he was actually able to do a few reps now was he throwing the ball no, but he was handing the ball off, which again is kind of like one of those things where, yeah, he's getting out there and, you know, running the drill. He's running the play. He just may not be throwing it. And you know what? I'm, I'm fine with that. I'm good. I'm honestly very happy to see that he's kind of making this progress already um, because it, it honestly sounded like to me, I don't know if it did to you, but TJ Finley is kind of running away with this uh, as far as quarterback position. Um and I was like, Zach Calzada, I feel like is a very capable quarterback as well. He just, you know, has been injured, which hurts his opportunity because he's not able to go through all, as many reps as somebody like TJ is. And so, yeah, I, I, I'm going to be very curious to see, especially this summer and fall, how, what kind of news comes out about Zach Calzada and if he's continuing to, you know, perform the way that he did back at Texas A&M. Um, or you know what what's happened after you know, especially an injury? It's a little bit of a question mark. Um, one other injury that I wanted to note uh, was uh, Javarius Johnson, one of our wide receivers. Um, he had an in- hamstring injury, um, and he has to just sit out a little bit of the spring practices. I would not be shocked if he doesn't play during a day, so you don't see him out there running around catching passes. Don't be shocked. It's just a you know slight hamstring injury, nothing major. Um. Let's talk about, you know, a few things that have happened over, you know, the last two to three weeks, um, well, I guess really two weeks of kind of spring practice. So we've had really these last few weeks have been, you know, it sounds like they're, they're making a lot of progress, especially, you know, now we've got a new offensive and defensive coordinator in here. And, uh, you know, second and third weeks are really, you know, we're getting into installing as much as we possibly can. So a lot of that was uh, very key for this uh, coaching staff to get in there and uh, teach everybody uh, the very basics of, you know, their different formations and ways that they want to run plays. And uh, that, that was, uh, you know, kind of getting established in the spring and then I'm sure finalized, you know, come the fall. So uh, we've now had a couple scrimmages uh, and the second scrimmage, which I thought was kind of interesting. They, they said it wasn't as much uh, live ball, kind of heavy hitting, which is probably you know probably related to all the injuries that had happened. Um, but it was a lot of short yardage kind of situations and goal line situations, which I don't know, Jared. As soon as I heard that, I was like, "Thank you, thank you, Harson, <laughs> for doing that because we need that stuff." Yeah, you, yeah, you got to be able to put the ball in the end zone, and 
Yeah, I don't know what I don't know how you get over that, you know, that hump. I mean, every every time we've struggled every year, Gus or Arson, they yeah, that's what we're practicing. That's what we're practicing. But yeah, there's there's something that clicks eventually and you're you're able to and the short yardage, I mean, well, I think we all know we, we probably we win the Bama game if we can get, you know, short yardage gains and we, you know, probably win a few more too. So you, you gotta be able to when you need a yard, you gotta be able to go get a yard, especially with a running back like Tank. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's almost like it kind of reminds me in basketball. You know, I've been watching a lot of this March Madness. And the teams, you know, at the end, when they have, you know, a minute left and the game's still close, like the teams that end up winning it a lot of times have the experience. They've been there. They know, you know, hit the key free throws, you know, make this right decision. And I feel like some of that it's kind of translated into football in a slightly different way. It's the, you know, third and one, fourth and one situations where you got to just, you know, you got to make the right decisions and run it to perfection when it really matters. And if you don't, that's when drive stall in football. That's when you, you, you have to go to a field goal in a game that might need a, an actual touchdown, not just, you know, four or five field goals in a game to win it. And so you gotta, you gotta put the ball in the end zone and, we saw that way too many times this last year. Um, and like you said, even dating back to Gus, like that was, that was a struggling point for our team. Um, and then a big talking, a talking point is around quarterbacks and uh, kind of where that's at. Um, we'll hold off on, you know, talking a little bit more about that and where we think each of the quarterbacks are kind of fitting into uh, this quarterback room um, until our uh, next segment where we talk about a day and uh, what we're going to, predict that's uh, going to happen during a day so let's jump over to you know previewing a day and uh, what we expect what harson's told us about a day um and uh, for those of you coming um i'll be there and uh, really enjoying a good saturday on the plains um but jared i i'm really excited just to you know see specifically our offense um i know we'll probably not be able to uh see all the fruits of of this especially you know we're supposed to be offensively runner uh, more run heavy than we were last year and i'm personally really pumped up about that i have been i mean we were screaming it jared how many times last year were we like just run the ball bobo just call a play where tank runs the ball Hey, I don't know about you. I've I've never questioned a coach's decision in my life. I sit on the couch and I'm very calm and agree oh. with everything. I agree with everything they do. Well, you're a different. That breed, was just man. that must have just been you. I never said that. No. Okay. Yeah. No, that that's a total joke. I lose my mind when I'm watching a football game, especially when it's a yeah. It's like a all right. It, it, Penn State is the biggie to me because I mean you Bama. He did run it. We just couldn't get it, or we couldn't get out of bounds. Penn State was like you're down in the red zone. <laughs> You've been running it pretty well all game. You can either hand it to tank or you can throw a fade. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that's not even, I don't even know why we're calling a timeout for that decision. <laughs> Just hand the ball to tank. Right. I mean, here, here, all right. There's a couple of things like every, nobody wants to lose a game, no doubt, but there's a couple of things that I think fans would put up with. If you put the ball in your best player's hands and it just doesn't work, I mean, everybody gets mad about losing, but then when you calm down, you're like, well, we we gave it a best shot. Yeah. But when you take the ball away from your best player's hands and you still lose the game, there's a lot to be questioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and, and I'm 
I mean, I know Harson's said it multiple times, but he he grew a lot from this last year. And I I think a lot of the growing that happened was how, you know, games played out. He understands I I hope now more than ever it's important to ride that hot player. Um and I I really hope that, you know, Harson you know does that. Um not, you know, not saying we want to ride him, you know, into injury or anything, but if he's a hot player, keep him going. Just keep him going, um, especially if it's a you know critical situation. So that's just my thoughts on it, and I, I really hope we we can kind of make that transition this year um, into really like we said the short yard uh, you know goal line situations. That that's going to be key for me. What one non uh, X's and O's part about a day? If people don't keep up with the weather, it, it's actually a, a high of fifty eight on Saturday so everybody be aware of that it's uh it might it's going to feel a little more like legit football weather than it sometimes does as at an a day yeah sometimes you come to an a day and it's 85 degrees and yeah you get sunburned out there i I feel still think you can get sunburned but it's not gonna it's not gonna be as hot yeah 58 is pretty chilly for auburn alabama um you know in april yeah definitely um Another kind of note here, Harson uh, still hasn't figured out exactly, you know, we're recording this on Sunday, when or what kind of setup he's going to do for this. Um, and, and I think part of 8A, what he said was normally you'd want to kind of do a 50-50 split kind of thing where you'd have, you know, essentially one team versus another. But he said just uh, we may not be able to do that. And uh, I bet you some of that had to do with some of the injuries going on. So it may just be – kind of a offense versus defense, which would be fine with me. You know, you run, you know, first team against second string defense, you know, kind of back and forth, something like that. And I would love to see that. Um, one other note, just before we get into, you know, offense and defense and what we're thinking about what's going to happen in uh, A-Day this, uh, this week, is I, I wanted to talk about how I feel like this is the, really the first first time that, Harson has had essentially all of his staff that I would I would honestly argue were the staff that he really wants. And also kind of with that, you know, we had a huge transfer out of a lot of players, whether that was for, you know, not as getting not getting enough playtime or just simply they didn't agree necessarily with how Harson was leading the program. So, you know, they wanted to move on. So I th- I just think it's really interesting that now we I mean I'm sure there's some still there there could be still some like players that may not agree with everything Harson's doing but they're on the team and I think there's more players that are now either directly recruited by Harson either through the transfer portal or you know national signing day that are on this team and are behind Harson and I think that's a great thing for this team's unity, especially with you know, all the craziness that happened in this off season. I mean, it just makes me think back to like, you know, the Cam Newton days where, you know, the, where he was accused of, you know, taking money and like just all the craziness that, that was behind that, that helped unify that team. And from what some of the players have said, that event, you know, that <laughs> the craziness that was, you know, all the rumors around Harson 
that unified the team. And I'm really excited to see kind of that playing out on the field because I think that builds a lot more trust between you and the guy that you're playing right next to. Hey, we went through this all together. We believed in this team when nobody else did. And I think that's key um, coming into this season. Hey, Auburn fans, I want to take a quick timeout from this episode to bring your attention to something very special. Here at the E2C Network, we pride ourselves on bringing you the best content for Auburn fans out there. And best of all, it's free to you. But just because it's free doesn't mean there aren't costs, especially when you have a library of hundreds of podcasts, videos, blogs, and more. Many of you have reached out and asked how you can support this network in the past. Well, now I have your answer. It's called the E2C Network Booster Club over at patreon.com slash E2C Network. There you'll find a membership monthly reward system where you can sign up for as little as $1 and get different perks at different tiers. Some of those perks include things such as apparel, eligibility to join us on future podcasts, recognition as an E2C Network Booster, exclusive communications, and bonus content that is available nowhere else. If you love this network and want to help us keep producing podcasts like this one, please head on over to patreon.com slash E2C Network to join the E2C Network Booster Club. You can also get there by going to our website, e2cnetwork.com slash support. Whether you decide to join or not, we are still so appreciative that you would support us by just listening and being here because each and every one of you is part of our E2C Network family. Well, that's it. Timeout's over. Let's get back into the episode. All right, so let's talk about offense here. So um, we got Eric Keesaw. So him at offensive coordinator plus, uh, you know, Harson. There's been some a lot of talk about quarterback battle. And, uh, you know, right now it sounds like TJ Finley's kind of, you know, a few steps ahead of everybody else. Um, while Zach Calzada, you know, kind of expected for, you know, both of them to kind of duke it out. But Zach Calzada hasn't been able to because of his uh, injury. Uh, and then really right behind them are, you know, Robbie Ashford and Holden Gariner. And uh, both Robbie Ashford and Holden Gariner have, uh, you know, put in some good time. They're, they're getting more and more reps and that's, that's a good thing. That, that means, you know, come fall or even, you know, next year when I think either one of those guys, they could step up and just be, could be our starters next year. I don't think necessarily this year they could, but maybe, you know, who knows? Robbie Ashford is just a talented human being. Maybe he comes in and he, uh, you know, performs at a super high level and Harson wants him in there. So What's kind of your thoughts, Jared, on, you know, the quarterback situation right now and um, specifically around a day, like who do you think is going to get the most snaps uh, from the quarterback room? Uh, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, uh, we already kind of know what you have with TJ, I guess from last year and if whatever improvements this year. So, you know, they might throw Robbie, you might see more Robbie and Holden and mm. a day to see how they perform in front of i mean i know it's not the real deal but it's a crowd you know how are they handling that so they might you might see a little more of that i mean you're going to see tj no doubt um but i, I think it's all a moot point i think zach, i think zach's the starter mm. um i don't know if the coaches know that yet but um i think zach's gonna be the starter just um tj right tj is always going to look good in drills like tj has a rocket arm and he throws a strike tj's problem is 
um, in-game decisions of, you know, not looking off a receiver and then the touch pass on the deep ball. And mm. I'm not knocking TJ. TJ would destroy me in any type of athletic event. <laughs> um, but if we're if we're being fair and critiquing, um, I think TJ is always going to look good, real good in drills. Um, you on counter that with you watch some of Zach Calzada's playing, and he's able to uh, keep the drives alive by moving the pocket a little bit, always looking downfield, much better touch on the deep ball. Um, you know, you know, he's not as strong an arm as TJ is the strongest arm on the team, in my opinion. But that doesn't win you ball games. Yeah. So I think it's Zach. I think Robbie could surprise people if Robbie can be very accurate and pick up the playbook. Robbie's the most athletic on the team. Um, and then, you know, Holden could be a wild card if he was to pick things up because Harson loves him. I mean, he's the guy yeah. that was – you know, before the uh, was it Sean Davis? Who Seth Davis? Who did we hire for like a week? Offensive coordinator. Oh yeah, the guy from Seattle. Can't yeah, when he was out. talking, he was doing a phone interview with him and Pete Carroll. I mean, he was just just gushing about Holden being a future, you know, All American. So yeah, um, if I had to put money on it, Zach's my starter, and TJ will be the, if that happens. TJ will be the listed backup. I think it would be Robbie, technically, hmm. if Zach went down. That's my thoughts. I could be. I mean, I my my I'm still putting my camp in TJ Finley just because I think he's getting a lot more uh exposure right now. And and rightfully so, you know, he's getting the most reps. I and and now honestly, I don't think he had a spring last year. Um, so he wasn't able to practice with us. And now he does. He's getting a lot more reps. He's he's already been in the system. I think that says a lot. And Zach's essentially a year behind, in essence. And you know, that's not to say you know somebody that's a year behind like Zach Calzado can. You know, I, I think he could take it over, and it is possible. Um, I I think backup situation. I'd put Zach in there, kind of backup if TJ was not doing so hot, which. You know, we've seen we've seen that where he's he's gone in, not performed well, and we need to have somebody else come in there and you know pick up um and maybe just give a little spark to the team. And I could I could see somebody like Calzado doing that. Um uh, let's talk about running back situation here. So obviously Tank, Jarquez, you know, his right leg got injured out for a few weeks. Um but as far as A Day goes, I especially with the new announcement of Sean Jackson. Uh, he's he's one of our running backs getting put on scholarship. I would not be surprised if we start we talk about Sean Jackson a lot on our review of how A Day went. Like he, if you've watched you know the little bits that you know media's put out about the practices that they've watched, number forty four Sean Jackson is all over them, and he looks like a beefy dude. Like. <laughs> He, he will run over a man like kind of reminds me. I don't know, Jared, I kind of have this picture in mind. It's either kind of like this bigger Sean uh, Shivers or maybe like a slightly smaller, like Cam Petway type feel um, or even Cameron Arch paint, like bigger dudes in the running back room uh, that you, if you're a defense, he's going to pound you. And that's, we need some of that, especially with how good tank is you know, how shifty he is. We might just need kind of like a, a different 
change of pace with just a bigger dude like a Sean Jackson. So I, I would honestly predict Sean Jackson to be one of our, our talking points next next week. Yeah, I don't think Demario Alston, I don't think he entered early, did he? He's the freshman out of Atlanta. I think I don't think he's on the team yet. I think Correct. he's still in high school. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you. I think Sean probably gets the ball. I don't even know if we hand the ball to Tank. I mean, they may, you know, you don't – I mean, they'll probably do it just for the fans, but he won't get a lot of carries in A-Day. Yeah. Ooh, just thought about this. So, last A-Day, they did some, like, kind of gimmicky things that I didn't always necessarily agree with. Yeah, did it get the fans excited? Sure. But they, they especially, like, you know, kickoff returns, and I think they even did it a couple times with, like, a specific like run play to start this uh, kind of a I don't know a different drive. They would kind of do like a a sweep or something, and you know it kind of looked like the defense half gave up and ended up scoring on this huge touchdown or whatever. I'm curious if they do that um, in the second year of a day. I'll, I'll be curious to see if that happens. It's possible. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see how they wind up. You know, doing all this. Every every I feel like every coach does it different, and even Gus would just from year to year would do it different. Yeah, yeah, and and I honestly expect Harson to kind of you know put his own flavor on it almost every year, just based on what he thinks this team needs to get out of it. Because I mean, yeah, as much as it is for the fans to to be able to watch it, it's still about the players and practicing. Um, these are critical scrimmages that they get to practice full on. That you know they're they're gonna learn a lot from this and especially coming to the summer players are gonna watch back on their film and you have their next goals to work on and and the summer is going to be key for all that And, and really a lot of this isn't just like oh can you run this drill most players at this level can run pretty much any drill it's a matter of you know these scrimmage type or live ball situations that i think is really gonna keep me be a big key for uh these guys and again i think there's there's a lot of importance uh to these players uh performing well um even in a scrimmage type situation like a day um as far as wide receivers go now i thought this one was kind of interesting they were asked about wide receiver or harson was about you know, who's standing out top guy malcolm johnson jr uh was first guy out of harson's mouth and uh, i think that says something big about malcolm johnson jr that I would love because we <laughs> last year we didn't necessarily have that deep ball threat like a Seth Williams or a Sammy Coates of of old. We didn't really have that last year. Um, maybe Kobe Hudson at best, but I feel like even he wasn't our super deep ball threat. I would love to see if Malcolm Johnson Jr. kind of molds into that. Um, that that would get me so excited about him. And, and what our wide receivers could do if we even have one threat like that. Yeah, I agree. I, I think, you know, he's doing it more because you can tell he's coming out of his shell a little bit. But Harson doesn't individualize players very much. Um, it's just not who he is typically. But so if he mentioned you, you know, it's a good thing. Like you yeah. really stood out to him. And he is doing more of that. I mean, you can tell he's a different kind of coach now. Um, but uh, I, it, I don't think it was him. I think it might have been Ike Hilliard. Um, has just been super impressed with, uh, I may say it wrong, Tavares Dawson. Yeah. Um, so like they're and these are all young guys, and and they said that they said Dawson is just so so raw. He's like so talented, but it, last year 
he didn't understand route schemes and now he's like running correct routes. And so, uh, you know, I think we forget because a lot of these guys didn't play at all. Some of them redshirted that, you know, yeah, we lost and we, we did, we lost some talent at receiver, but we actually have four stars with talent that have just never seen the field. So if these guys come on, you never know, man, could be a diamond in the rough. One of these guys really clicks, um, you know, you got Jay fair. He's getting mm-hmm. a lot of praise. I mean, he's a true freshman. He just enrolled early. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and he was the one out of high school that everybody said, Hey, if somebody's going to contribute early, it's going to be Jay fair. Oh, and I still agree. I think of all the guys, he's going to be probably one of the guys that even if he's not a starter game one, I think he works into a starting role at some point during the season. Sticking to my guy. I think it's Camden Brown sticking mm. to my guy. Cause he's so big and got great hands, but he didn't, he wasn't able to enroll early. So he's missed a lot of what Jay fair has not. So it's going to be tougher for him to to fill that gap, but um, yeah, we got some guys coming in. You know, I know we're going to talk about this, but tight end wise, you're going to. I mean, Landon King. I mean, he's going to he's going to be on the field, possibly at receiver spots. <laughs> so we have some options. It's just unknown, you know. Like they yeah. got talent, but you know, are they going to put it together? Yeah, and I mean, everybody's talking about you know the depth and wide receiver is you know, and that's rightfully so. Um, we have a big hole really behind like the starting guys and i think where you'd mentioned guys like landon king that are you know came in as a tight end but now you know it's kind of up in the air is he going to be more of a wide receiver or a tight end and i would love to see you know especially guys like john samuel shinker just kind of fill in the gaps i mean that's what we did used him for last year um and I mean, we. What's also kind of cool is we've got other guys. I mean, we talk a lot about John Samuel Schenker because he's been here forever, but Landon King, Brandon Fazier, Tyler Fromm, who's also been here. I think this would be his third, maybe even fourth year, and we got Luke Deal as well. And all of those guys have pretty good pass catching ability. So, you know, if you kind of work in some of the tight ends in different formations. That could be a good way, you know, to kind of keep the team balanced on offense. You're not relying too heavy on uh, us running the ball too much. And uh, if they start, you know, not respecting our tight ends, you know, you just slip them out and it's a 20, 30 yard game. And uh, that, that could be really big. As far as offensive line for this, uh, this year and specifically this A day, it's going to look pretty similar to this last year. I, I think one of the keys that I'm going to be looking for, especially in this A day is how are they blocking, especially with run, like any kind of run play. I want to see if they're opening up holes for our running backs to hit. Cause that seemed to be kind of one of the, the issues, even though tank, you know, as good as he is, you know, he, if there's no hole there, he can't get past the line of scrimmage. But if you give him even the slightest little glimpse of a hole, you know, that's when he can really start taking off. Um, all right, Jared, any other comments about offense before we move on to uh, defense and then finish out with special teams for this A-Day game? No, sir. I think we've covered it pretty well. All right. So defense. Uh, well, again, we've got a new defensive coordinator. Um, and, and that that is even after, you know, Derek Mason, uh, you know, left and then you're you're still i mean i'm still kind of puzzled about that one but you know that's all right i I, the the, i think the kind of the reading between the lines i think 
it had to do a lot with Derek Mason didn't always buy into kind of Harson's vision for the program. And guess what? The the guy that was kind of, you know, waiting in the wings for our defensive coach position, he's been there. He's been there for Harson. And now we're we're at a good spot that I think at least the main coaches are really on board with, you know, how Harson wants to lead this program. And uh, I, I think that that that's gonna, that unity is also going to help this uh, defense as well. Um, so one thing that uh, I wanted to kind of get your thoughts on. So I feel like turnovers in an A-Day game can be a little polarizing. It can either be viewed as a good thing or it could be viewed as a bad thing just because, you know, a good thing, hey, the defense is doing really well. Bad thing, you know, these – quarterbacks are just throwing interceptions running backs are fumbling the wall you know whatever like but you know you know put that aside how many turnovers do you think this defense is going to have in this a day scrimmage uh two that's a good number i was i was actually thinking at least one yeah but i could see two like one fumble and an interception i think that would be awesome you know kind of get something like that so yeah i just think the i yeah, I think you're going to see more offensive players that will not be starting in the come fall. So, I mean, when you have that happening, you're going to have, you know, some miscommunication. You're going to have some issues. So, I think you'll see more starters on defense, um, you know, just because of a little more depth there, less banged up on that side, uh, mm-hmm. minor, uh, other than Owen, obviously. But, yeah, I think it'll be – I think they'll be. I think the offense is going to be outmanned. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I, I could I, – honestly, I'm a defensive player at heart. So, even if there's, like, three turnovers, I'm not necessarily worried about the offense because we all know it, spring game, you only have a certain number of plays that you can run, and that helps the defense. And defense, for the most part, a lot of times knows what's coming. So, you know, they can kind of jump the route if they want to because they, they've seen this play, you know, a dozen times already in practice. So uh, I think that that kind of leads to defense, again, tending to look better. So expect that to kind of happen. And if you don't see the offense performing as, as highly as you hope, remember, we still even – we have our second running back, Dirk Wes, and maybe our starter, Zach Calzada, not even playing in the spring game. Um, as far as defensive line goes, we, we've got some studs this year. Eku Leota, Derek Hall. I mean, you say their names, and any Auburn fan is probably going to be like, yes, I can't wait for these guys to just get in the opposing quarterback's face and just get a ton of sacks. And honestly, I, I, I'm honestly mostly expect, you know, really excited for them over what I'm normally excited about, which is, you know, linebackers or even sometimes defensive backs because I played a defensive back in high school. But I think Eku and Derek are going to just th- – this is their year for them. I think both of them could just perform at the super high level, get a lot of great exposure, and then go into the NFL and be great players. I think both of them kind of have that that potential. So I'm really excited about – seeing what they do in 8A. Um, for linebackers, we've got Owen Papo, um, who we've already mentioned, is uh, still kind of recovering from an injury that happened this last year. Um, he won't be practicing uh, during the 8A game. And uh, I, I'm really excited to kind of see what's behind him. Uh, I think there will be a little bit of a drop-off. That's to be expected. But 
I think that could be a good opportunity for some of these younger linebackers to step step up. Uh, for secondary, this was kind of cool. So there was an interview with Zach Etheridge um, that I was watching, and uh, he, he named a few people that I hadn't really thought about um, kind of making an impact. And uh, one of those guys was uh, DJ James, who's a transfer. And uh, I kind of piqued my interest. Um, and Zach was speaking very, very highly about him. So I, I'm going to be watching for DJ out on the field, um, see if he does any kind of, you know, if he's doing his job. And uh, that'll be really exciting to see. Another player that Harson has mentioned almost every time he's talked is Caleb Wooden, Colby's mm-hmm. true freshman brother. <laughs> and it was funny because Harson said, yeah, he apparently had two turnovers in the game the other day. He, he sent me a screenshot of his foot of his foot inbounds. He's like, I still need to check that out. I don't know if that's true or not, but <laughs> he was kind of joking. But it's funny that Caleb sent him a screenshot showing he was in. Yeah. Um, and, and Harson's kind of giving him a hard time about it. But uh, that kid, true freshman, I mean, it's, it's hard to put a kid in the secondary that's a true freshman because, you know, there's if you mess up, there's not much help behind you. But right. I mean, the way they're talking about that guy, he's uh, he's 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 coming on quick. I'll say that. Yeah, no, it's so true. It feels like every interview uh, with pretty much any staff, you know, defensive at least, they're talking about Caleb Wooden, and I I can't wait to see it myself for myself on a day. See what Caleb's kind of out there doing. Um, so yeah, that's again another bright spot to look at on this defense. Well, and everybody says this, but when that thing was going on with Harson, he put an Instagram post of him in the Auburn gym, and it was something along the lines of, y'all keep talking, I'll keep working, mm-hmm. something like that. Like, he's like, I'm shutting out all the noise. I'm here to I'm here to be the best. Yeah. You know, so, um, you know, sometimes people just talk that to put it on Instagram, and sometimes they mean it. And it yeah. sounds like he might be one of those that means it. Yeah, that'd be kind of cool. Um, last little topic here for special teams. So, our special teams, it sounds like they're still kind of trying to shuffle things around, figure out kind of the too deep uh, on special teams. So I, I would honestly kind of expect our our special teams, you know, you get to see a few guys, you know, doing a few kickoffs, you know, kicking a few long field goals, doing a few punts. Like I feel like we're probably going to see a lot of different guys doing special teams, you know, returning punts or returning kicks. I, I feel like that – that kind of uh those plays particularly special teams are it, it kind of up in the air and that's kind of exciting uh but it's also a little scary <laughs> um I, I i've heard you know Anders is coming back and, you know that's really awesome for our kicking game but you never really 100 know how a guy's going to respond coming back from an acl injury especially somebody who's like a kicker who relies on their leg so i mean i've you know I have hopes that guys like Anders are going to come in there, but you just don't really know until they get in there. So Jared, any other thoughts before we get out of here? No, not really. I mean, it's just, you know, my main goal is get out of spring, try not to lose too many more players in the portal, bring in a few to fill in some gaps. I still would like to get, you know, a veteran receiver, Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't feel like we're going after them. Like there was an Arkansas state guy who had, who had visited he just signed with South Carolina and people got mad and some insiders were like yeah we weren't really pursuing him so 
I don't know if they're really, really liking what they're seeing from the young guys. Um, and they just don't want to just waste a, a, a portal. But yeah, I think we have enough roster spots that I would probably do that. But yeah, other than that, just try to get out of here. No, no season ending injury, ACLs, um, other injuries you can recover from by fall and try not to lose too many people in the portal. Yeah. I, I definitely reiterate a lot of that just because we really need as many players coming into this next year as possible. And if that means this a day isn't as physical as I would hope, I'm okay with that. And I, I honestly just, you know, like you said, it could just be, you know, a few standout plays. Like most A-Days, you see, you know, four or five, like, really big plays that kind of define the A-Day. And, you know, those are exciting. Those are kind of what the fans are looking for. Um, something else I'm going to be looking for is specifically on defense. Like, I've heard we're not really doing a whole bunch different than what Derek Mason did. But I want to see from my own eyes, is that really true? Um because, I mean, I, I love Derek Mason's defense. And if we kind of stick with a similar kind of scheme and it's working, you know, why switch? I mean, the guys are already used to it. Um, why, you know, throw another way of doing defense at them? Just, you know, use what's working. So, really excited to kind of see what that how that plays out. Jared, uh, how can people stay in touch with you? Uh, you can just uh, find me on Facebook under my name, Jared Davis. And uh, you can find me on Twitter at A-J-A-Y-J-A-Y underscore. It's always great to be an Auburn Tiger and War Eagle. War Eagle. Thank you for tuning in today's episode on the E2C Network. On your way out, I want to remind you to stop by E2Cnetwork.com. It's your one-stop shop for all our content across our podcast, YouTube channel, and much more. To stay up to date with us, make sure you're following social media accounts such as Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. While our content here may always be Auburn sports heavy, if it's orange and blue, it's what we do. War Eagle.